0: Welcome to the Business Grind, where we give you an inside perspective on what it takes to start, build, and run a successful business. Here are your hosts, Danny Shaw and Sean Michael Wellington.
1: All right. Hello to everyone in podcast land. Thanks for joining us, Sean. How are you feeling?
0: Feeling good and ready to talk about some hustle culture this week.
1: All right. Yes, indeed all right so to, as sean alluded to today's episode we're going to discuss a balance and hustle culture as well uh you know share our thoughts and discuss the good the bad and the ugly sean you know we haven't had like a deep dive discussion in a while you know where would we like to begin on this uh talk about i think the, the best
0: place is probably a definition let's define let's define both things for our audience let's define um what balance looks like and then we can also define what the hustle culture is
1: all right that sounds like a good idea so where where are you looking at for balance as far as the definition
0: so to me balance is where your personal life your professional life and everything else is just in perfect harmony with each other that's what balance is in my opinion
1: okay perfect harmony each other all right fair enough uh so you know i didn't even give much thought to my definition of balance uh but I will say I would probably agree it's along those lines. Uh, I think for me, when it comes to balance, balance is more of uh, just making sure that the distribution, the distribution of things, is level, right? So it may not necessarily mean it's equal, right? Not the the balance there's balance, but it may not necessarily mean equal. So sometimes things, uh, one item can take up more energy or more time than another, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, the overall, you know, your overall energy and your overall uh, mood of how you're flowing is pretty balanced. Like, you're happy with the distribution of things going on on your plate.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's kind of what I meant by harmony. It's not like it's even and it's necessarily because you may want right. 70% work, 30% <laughs> play. So, and if that's what makes you harmonious, yeah, that's what works for you. Yeah. Fair, fair.
1: Okay, indeed. All right, so we got that definition. Uh, so when it comes to balance, uh, how, how do you maintain balance, uh, as being an with being an entrepreneur?
0: So, I mean, I gotta admit that's definitely not my strongest soup is <laughs> keeping the balance, but I will say, um, the easiest way is really, and this may sound simple and I'm curious what your answer is going to be, but the easiest way is when you take back, take a step back and whether it's physically listing out or just, you know, thinking about all the things that you are focused on right mm-hmm. and when that number and that list becomes exhausting you know that's kind of when i mean i guess that's a big wake-up call of when you don't have balance so <laughs> right. um, but yeah so i guess it's like you know taking a step back really uh, overview of all the things you're currently focused and working on and what are your priorities
1: uh yeah for me i think uh one of my tools over the year to help me maintain that ba- some sort of balance and say that in parentheses is uh, my calendar and my list like I live by m- my calendar uh, people who know me know I-, I really rely on my calendar a lot uh, for personal and for business related items um, I use it f- to help me with maintaining that balance along with life goals and all that other stuff to make sure that I don't s- uh, skewer too far to one side or the other um so those are, you know it's, i don't have like no secret app or or secret remedy or tool for me it's very basic my notebook and pen and paper and utilizing my calendar uh to the best of its abilities
0: so let me ask you about your calendar because you know i've had i've had some contention with calendars uh in know. the past in terms of well there's your work calendar and mm-hmm. your personal calendar and right. some people there's your business calendar work calendar and personal calendar right right so what do you do? Because I found it for me, I had to merge them, right? I needed right. to put my personal things on my work calendar and vice versa. It may not so much on the weekends where I'm only looking at one, but during mm. the week, if I'm in the office and I'm, or, you know, online, if you're remote, and I'm only kind of focused on one calendar through nine to five, everything else on that other calendar kind of just, I forgot. So I, I had mm. to merge them. So I'm curious how you dealt with that kind of balance in, since you use calendars specifically.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm definitely merging calendars. I merge calendars. I share it with myself if I can, you know, depending on the clients and companies I'm with. You know, there's security protocols on sharing it. And that's fine. That if that's Usually if that's the case, I get real manual with it. You know, if if there's something on the work calendar and I can't share that calendar, uh, I'll just duplicate it. I'll literally copy and paste the same information and put it on my personal calendar uh to keep me on track with things you know um to kind of blend it you know if if i if i look on my uh personal calendar and realize like i got a heavy meeting day with clients and work and everything then that'll give me the little warning not to maybe i shouldn't book uh some personal items later on that day because i'm gonna be burnt out right uh, yeah. so yeah, definitely got to merge, but whenever there's some barriers, you know, from the technology like merging, I don't care. I'll, I'll just manually put it in because it's, it's, it's going to be valuable for me to have a big picture of what's going on all at all
0: times. Yeah. Um, good. So, I mean, I co-signed that. I think merging was some of the best, it was the best thing I've done in terms of staying organized and staying on top of things when I stopped. Cause to me balance meant separation at the time so it's like uh, keep my work yeah, my work separate my my personal life separate and then but it does like you know life isn't linear like that so it just didn't make sense i was missing meetings on one side or the other so right. yeah just merging it made a lot of sense so i agree
1: i feel you see i never for me i never looked at it like that i never looked at balance as meaning i have to separate my personal and work i mean excuse me you do have to separate personal work in some aspects of your life, but not when it came to maintaining my schedule to make sure that I'm not uh overcommitting to things. I feel like I kind of need that to know, hey, you know, if I notice a week is an upcoming week where I'm like, I got a lot of work and items that's due or meetings that's due, you know, to me I'm like, okay, well this week, the work is gonna take more precedent over the personal doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. It just means because this is taking more of it, then I need to balance out the personal. So that might mean I can't commit to the social outings. I can't commit uh, to to some dinners or catching up with friends and family. You know, it might just mean I just got to sit my ass down and focus on this work. And but, you know, I'll make up for it in the future. The next the next week or a few weeks after it might not be so focused on work maybe I can decompress maybe I can spend more time on you know the health and whatnot you know I just try to make sure one doesn't dominate the other for too long of a time that's how I try to do it but and I know I will say for me it took me a long time to get to that place where I even had the 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 space to be like hey I need to balance this stuff or balance this work uh especially as an entrepreneur or, or, or you know, and thinking like, hey, you know, there is no balance.
0: You just got to keep grinding. Right. And that is some people's balance. Some people have <laughs> to operate on a constant grind. I'm right. not one of those people. Right. Right. Like, right. I need yeah I need the refresh period. But I mean, I mean, I guess that's a good segue into the hustle culture. Right. And what and what that entails. So. Right. right. Um, yeah. So how would you define it? What's your definition of the hustle culture?
1: Uh well the hustle culture I think to me is just really represents that uh it's just a mindset of the, your career your business it is the top priority in your life or the environment that you're in right and that everything else takes a backseat family hobbies self care anything I'm not gonna say anything but some of the more simpler pleasures in life you don't really address or take time to enjoy because you are in a hustle culture uh, mentality
0: it's that mentality that your business is first and foremost in your life which you know i I don't want to paint it with a broad negative picture right Mm -hmm. like like there is some admirable qualities to that mentality that Mm -hmm. will get you through tough times but there's got to be an off switch. There's got to be a decelerator,
1: too. So Yeah, right. I mean, and we don't want to go too negative on it because then, you know, LLC Twitter will come for us anyway. Uh, but, you know, I will they,
0: say... They, but they might be distracted, though. They, they, they move along that, pretty quickly, at least. So. That, that
1: is true. Well, I'll say this, right? I am a reformed uh, hustle culture hoe. I will say that for me, right? I was definitely... For a long time, uh, big on the hustle culture. Of uh, uh, for my own reasons, like I I know why I was big on hustle culture. You know, it was just like gotta grind. You know, you you know all those memes and sayings. You know, sleep when you're dead and all of that good stuff. And
0: yeah, why, why they- I think I think they all encompass the culture. It's I'll sleep when I die. Right. It's um I'm I'm my own boss. Right. And then it's also you know uh, you only live once, so I gotta do it now. Like those are like the three things that I feel like encompasses the whole culture and there's some truth to all those three things but when you when you look at a business and being what being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. those are kind of contradictory to the all three of those in, in their own way so right
1: I mean I mean I totally agree feel you on that like I like my sleep I try to get a good night of sleep um, I try to you know I, I need my sleep to be fresh for my endeavors and for the value that I'm bringing to on my projects that I'm working on into my clients, right? So for me, it's not really going to be beneficial for me to be up 24-7 to grow my business, you know? There was a time, you know, uh, when, yeah, the sleep was at a minimal, you know? uh, I would be up from 6 a.m. and would be up to like 3 a.m. sleeping on like, two hours of sleep and so forth uh and it was fine i'm you know it was what it was it was learning lessons and it was definitely i'm not gonna act like there wasn't some wins and gains that didn't come from that time that part of my life but you know i was definitely hungry and needed you know some of those wins and wanted some of those wins but you know it's always easy to look back on things in hindsight and be like uh did i really need to do all that right um and, sure, also, and i'm
0: sure it's not even sustainable right in a long term. anyway
1: mm-hmm. oh it's not sustainable it, it's it's not sustainable right like i think we see that so often you'll see or at least for me i've seen so many examples of of um you know people it's like it's it's always shot it's like when they get off the train they get off the train and the pivot that they take it's such a 180, right? So you'll see people that are like strictly super hardcore uh, hustle culture, you know, enthusiasts, right? And all they do is talk about it, post about it. And then they it's like a switch. And next thing you know, like the next day they've started a family. It's like it's not, there's no gradual transition. It's just like very abrupt.
0: Just yeah, stop. I've noticed that. Yeah. It, <laughs> you're not even, I, I, <laughs> let's not call out anybody specific, but I've seen that so much. It's like, I'm a businessman one day, right. I'm a family man the next day out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Woman. Right. Yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, it's very interesting to see because that hustle culture is like very taxing and draining. And I also think, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't want to play psychologist. Right. But there's some mental some obviously some mental things that's going on there right um i'm trying to think for my i'm gonna speak for myself in the, the space that i was in when i was like hard body i knew what i was doing why i was doing it for me i've you know definitely felt like i had to go hard like like this because i already felt like i was playing from behind once i got in the game right like my network wasn't really there um opportunities in this space I didn't I you know I felt like I was really starting from scratch so I had to go extra hard you know to stay ahead of the competition and to make sure that I would be relevant in this in this in this space for years to come right uh also I didn't really have a lot of um you know I had colleagues and friends but you know not a very large group of uh I guess supports that knew the journey, like, they just was like, yeah, Danny's doing it, but didn't really understand what it was going through, so it was felt very isolating, like, I just gotta grind and go hard and, you know, 24-7 type mentality, you know?
0: When you were in that state, um, what do you think was the catalyst that kind of changed it for you? Um, because I know that for some people, they give up on their business, but clearly you didn't, clearly you, you know, it didn't burn them out. It didn't burn you out. So how did, so what'd you do? Right. I also got to say this
1: and you know, I, I would think it would be, you know, not genuine to not mention this. So I don't know if the audience knows, but you know, I grew up as a, I grew up very sick. I was a very sick kid uh, up until like my mid to late twenties. So, um, so because of that sickness as well, it would always like, um, set me back. So a lot of progress that I would make if I would get sick and I would be sick for like a few weeks on end or a stretch of period, it would set me back from, and in a lot of ways, it would set me back financially, uh, any progress I would make uh, within college, you know, all through my education. So once I got to a point where I wasn't as sick, you know, that also contributed to me having that hustle, like, I got to go hard because everybody else done is ahead of me because of the sickness as well. So all those elements was kind of working all at once, right? For a long time, I didn't give myself a chance to lift my head up to a, to appreciate what I had done so far and what I had was able to accomplish at that point, right? Uh, for uh, For me, a lot of times, I would never really... Sit and appreciate the wins that I was having in business and clients and what I was building in my endeavors. A lot of times it would be like, you know, I did that, but I'm while that's already being completed, I'm focusing on the next situation. Like, I really didn't get myself to uh, appreciate that. And I, I don't know what was the point. I think it was at one of my jobs, and I was just like, I think it was the job. And being in school and consulting and things. And I, I know the job at one point was like burning me out. And I just felt like, why am I going so hard when everybody else is not? <laughs> right? It was like, I don't I don't have an exact an exact moment where it was like a light bulb went off. And it's not like I just flipped the switch and overnight I said, forget it. I'm starting a family and X, Y, and Z. But it definitely so was, a, it was a gra- for me, it was definitely more gradual. It was like, I can still achieve what I want to achieve. I can still do what I want to do. Um, and I can take my time doing it and it'll be okay. Uh, and then also, um, I started seeing more examples around me of people that was uh, successful uh, in their goals and having a good balance where they didn't need to kill themselves, so to speak, you know?
0: Yeah, I think that's what it was. Now that you're saying it, you saw examples, so you noticed that uh, hustle-or-die mentality wasn't necessarily the only way to achieve what you wanted.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, for the media perspective, here we go blaming media, right? But, you know, we hear so many stories about these, or it's presented to us as these overnight stories, uh, overnight success on how these companies done, you know, how many times did we have we seen those stories coming up, right? And it it is inspirational and is aspirational as well, where people may aspire to do the similar things, but they're not really knowing the full story behind the work that it takes, right? Um, Absolutely, yeah. You know, yes. Yeah. So, uh, which is why we do this show in the first
0: place. Right? Uh, so, all right, So, way to bring it home. So, <laughs> let's let's focus a little bit on that hustle culture and like of, I, I was mentioned it earlier it's a lot of i sleep when i'm dying it's a lot of you know i'm my own boss so
1: mm-hmm.
0: i think part of this conversation is dispelling that immediately because you're not your own boss like if you're an entrepreneur if you're a business owner you oh. have more bosses than if you had a job probably oh yeah, yeah. so i think that's the first thing like mm-hmm. that's not true about the culture you know
1: right right yeah that that is true i it, the, the you're your own boss you know i don't remember who I, I say so much I probably I've said it more than enough so I don't but uh when I do have those conversations I'm always quick to say no one everyone has a boss everyone has a boss if you have your own business you have a boss your boss is your customer like there's every everyone has a boss whether you like it or not. Now how you whatever you whatever however you want to frame it to make yourself sleep better at night, by all means knock yourself out, right? Uh but we all have a boss to some extent. Now maybe, you know, having your own business makes you feel like you have more control over your future and your destiny and your journey, right? By saying, "Hey, I have my own business and you know, I have I'm in charge of everything, and that's great. You, you, no knock on you for that, but ultimately, you still have a boss now. Whether you choose not, you know, you may feel like you have more freedom to pick and choose what customers you can work with or what you will do, and that gives you the sense of saying, "I am my own boss" as well, and that's fine as well. But ultimately, we all are all working for someone, whether we acknowledge it or not.
0: Yeah, and. You know, I'm going to I'm going to play both sides of the fence. Right. Because Uh, I totally understand the mentality of not wanting to work for other people. Right. I get it. Right. Um, I just think you got to be honest. Everybody's got to be honest with what it is. And when you're an entrepreneur, when you're a business owner, you you still have bosses. um, But I think the difference is that the work you're doing for those bosses is going towards you versus you're working hard for someone else. Does that make sense?
1: It like, does. It does. It's it's your, your perspective changes. It it totally does. I'm yeah. not, mm-hmm. I I totally get it. Your perspective changes. You know, I'm I will say I'm very I'm very uh I'm happy that I can vet things before I agree to do it or not, right? I'm I'm happy that I'm in a position to say, well, you know, if there's something that a project or something, an opportunity that comes across my desk, I don't necessarily have to jump on it, I can pass on it, I can say no, thank you, I can be like, this is not the right time. So that sort of flexibility, I can see is very liberating for a lot of people. And I know a lot of people may want to achieve that, right? Um, Especially if they're not happy in their current nine to five situation. But it's not just the automatic you 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 set up an llc and now you you in business
0: right <laughs> yeah yeah definitely so i think that's what you just how you just phrased it is kind of the positive spin maybe that's what we should do we should just put a positive spin on all the toxic uh, uh hustle <laughs> culture isms out there so i'm my own boss it's not really i'm my own boss it's you have the ability to select the projects you you can and you can't do right, right. no one's making those decisions for you you're making you're making those decisions. You're accepting the projects and the, the the projects and the I don't know what to call it, but accepting the business that you want. basically right.
1: Well, I will also say you have to build yourself up to that point as well. And depending on your industry and depending on what you do, you may be in a position where you don't have the luxury early on of being as selective. Where you just gonna take whatever you can get. You know, I know my first year of business. I was the poster child for hustle culture, right? Like. Shout out to Devin for holding me down because we was running through these projects. But <laughs> we, I, I forgot how many. We had about 20 clients, like, first year in business. And, wow. And in and, and hindsight, I don't even remember how we were doing it. Like, I don't even remember how we were getting these clients. I don't even know how we was doing the work. We were just, it was ridiculous. And we didn't really have the luxury. Well, in hindsight, we probably did have the luxury of saying, you no. Know, we don't want that client. Right. But I think it probably was also a little bit of a, a scarcity perspective where we didn't know where the next client was going to come from. So we were like too afraid to say no. Right. Um, okay. So, so I get that, you know what I'm saying? So we were just like taking it and, you know, sometimes we underbid it. We ain't even, you know, a lot of it was just trial and error. Sometimes you underbid a bit. Uh, I, you know, had a lot of, I had a few battles with clients who, Owed me money didn't want to pay or you know trying to throw wrenches in this situation it was it was it's a lot of stories i mean but now we're in a position where we do have the luxury of being a bit more selective right uh but you know that won't necessarily always happen overnight depending on the industry that you're in and what you're trying to do as well
0: right absolutely so so uh the hustle culture number one, that you'll be your own boss, not necessarily true. Right. Um, what was the other one we talked about? We talked about sleep when I die or I'm on top team no sleep or whatever it right, is. Right, right. And if, if we're just being purely scientific, nothing personal, no shade, but you need to sleep in order for your brain to function properly. You need Your brain it. needs to function properly for you to run your business. That, you need that's a story. It.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off.
0: No, nah, that was it. For real. You was, know, you need the, it. Like, I'm a...
1: Like, right now and at this point in my life, I mean, I don't even, listen, don't come near me when I'm sleepy. Like, I am, like, the worst person ever. Like, I get cranky. I don't want to talk, right? It's very important. You need your sleep. You need to rest. You need your brain to be fresh, right? A lot of what I do, I uh, I solve a lot of problems by thinking through it and talking it out. And this is how I earn my, my living, right? So, if I'm not, if my brain isn't fresh for me to think through these problems and figure stuff out, then I'm pretty much, you know, I'm a one-trick pony. I'm useless now, right? So, uh, my brain is is what functions, and I need that sleep to keep me, you know, keep keep my body and my brain healthy. You know what I mean? It's yeah,
0: it's that's all of us. Yes,
1: all of us. And I will say this, right? Uh, and Sean, you've been there because we've worked on we've worked on uh, events together where the hours are grueling at times, right? Uh I'm not necessarily against working abnormal hours on certain projects and live events or, or, or just in general sometimes things need need you to extend yourself and have availability at certain times right but as a as a constant lifestyle and living that way it's not really probably the best route you want to be at
0: like Yeah I agree 100% like it's not a sustainable mentality to have right and it does catch up with most people we've seen examples of it where ceos had to step down for exhaustion or whatever it is mm-hmm. and that's just what happened
1: right um, i think we was reading that book uh the book review for essentialism and that happened to one of the executives like his whole body just shut down yeah he was such a high achiever um and i will say this and I'll say this a little bit of uh you know snarkiness but it's also i will say also true you know, I've never, I've, I've received emails at all types, all times of the day and at night, right? I've, I've received emails at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 2 a.m. It's your discretion. Whenever you wanna send out an email, that's fine. I don't, you know, maybe you think it'll be the first thing I see and then I'm gonna jump to it first. But I can tell you this, I've never seen an email. I never received the email at two, three, four in the morning that needed to be sent at 2, 3, or 4 in the morning. Never. That's what that's, <laughs> Never. Not once. I never saw that email. I was like, oh, I see why they sent it at that time. Every time I see an email like that, I'm like, why wasn't this person asleep <laughs> or resting or doing something else? So,
0: yeah, there's so many emails that go out at all times tonight. And I was like, this could wait until the morning it, for sure. It, or it the more be, Monday, whatever it is. You know,
1: so, and yeah. I, I've seen a lot of people debate that and argue and it's like well that's the time I'm up and granted you know what I'll give you that that's the time you're up I. that's the time you're up and that's the time you felt like you wanted to send it I'm not here to to police that but for a lot of people that live that hustle culture mentality or energy you know there is a an expectation that if they send it at two or three a.m you should be answering at eight a.m right and that's where
0: is there? See, I I, told, I must be so dismissive of that mentality that I don't even know exists. Oh, no.
1: oh, you know. <laughs> I mean, when well. I see
0: a two AM email, <laughs> I'm responding to it, it. The way I see it is like I'm, and maybe this is wrong of me, but I'm already looking at you a little differently. I'm like, you're that person who sends two AM emails about send me this document in the morning, not just sending it in the morning for me to send you this document. So it's like I'm already kind of have a propensity to save your email for last i know you over prioritize (laughs) so that's just me though so maybe that's not a good
1: well this is we're talking from our perspective right uh now i will also say me my working hours are definitely not the normal uh you know nine to five you know i'm usually i think we talked about some some other episode i'm usually up by five or six in the morning most days right and, you know, I do, do my whole routine meditations and booty whoop and all that body wellness stuff, right? As well. And I do work pretty early. So I am working before the typical nine to five. But for me, it's not like I need to send these messages out right now. For me, it's just thinking through, working through things, working through my communication. Who do I need to reach out to? What meetings I have? And, you know, but then once that nine o'clock, uh, you know, gets to nine o'clock for me and that's just for me i feel like the world is up now so now let me get into business mode and give people that courtesy because it's it for me it feels appropriate you know
0: yeah i know and i think you know what now that you said that i think i'm definitely prejudiced um i would discriminate as some against someone who sends a 3 a.m email versus someone who sends a 6 a.m email <laughs> if you oh, send yeah? a 6 a.m email you're the type of person who's an early riser. Right. I respect that. If you send a 3 a.m. email, you're <laughs> the type of person who's sending a bunch of stuff last minute, and I don't respect that uh, as much, so, so I think, yeah, uh,
1: yeah. He's I mean, discriminating. The only time I ever, yeah. I'll, you know, sometimes I deal with uh, teams who are in other countries and time zones are different. So again, it's like I said earlier, you know, you make yourself available when needed for certain situations, but it's not the normal, right? So. You know, I'm up at 6, we need to have a 8 a.m. call, fine. You know, that's not the normal, though. That's not me saying, well, I'm taking this 8 a.m. call because this money don't sleep and hustle till I die. You know, uh, that's not really where I'm at at this point in my life.
0: Right, exactly. So, I mean, it's so, all right, but so we dispelled that uh, hustle-ism, right? I mm-hmm. think another one that, well, it's maybe not hustle-ism, but I think it's an advantage of social media and people, you know, just putting their stuff out there in terms mm-hmm. of being entrepreneurs and being business owners, I do appreciate the charting and the journaling of the journey, right? Of seeing where you started. Like, you know, whether it's a tweet or an Instagram of like this is me applying for my LLC and seeing that progress from there to this is my first customer, to this is my first somebody dollars. You know what I mean? Like that's a cool positive part of the culture I think that I can appreciate and I can get with. So
1: Yeah, not me. <laughs> not me. <laughs> Why not? Uh, I would. Oh God, I'm going. I I really dislike LLC advice. I really do. I I and I say this as a person who owns a few LLCs. I really dislike LLC advice. And to me, LLC talk and LLC advice to me, it's not. It just it feels ingenuous as a whole, as a community, as a whole, it doesn't feel genuine. And when I say that, so what you're saying, right? You're saying, Oh, you know, it's good to see people set goals for themselves to hold themselves accountable and post it on social media and stuff like that. Right. Is that what you're saying, Sean?
0: Yeah, pretty much like documenting the journey, documenting the
1: journey. And that's fine. And I think that has more to do with me and my, just my personal energy and also because my, probably my social media presence is very boring as it is. Like I'm the least exciting person on social media. Um, But to me, it's kind of like, I'm more about my action than talking about it, right? So I'd rather just see action than people talking about it. And for me, a lot of times you see, you see people posting and you check in about six months later and there's been no progress on the post. There's been no progress, but there's more posting,
0: right? And Yeah, that's to me, true, too. To me, I'm just kind of like, That's the other side of it. We <laughs> talk about balance. The whole episode's about balance. Is I love seeing the progress and moving from the garage to Apple, you know right. what I mean? Like, right. seeing that journey detailed and that journey uh, documented, mm-hmm. but there is the other end where... People act like the journey's already done and they're just right. posting the journey and they okay. might not even start it. Like they just kinda portraying that the journey is where it needs to be. So I feel you. Like the other end of it, the other side of it is a little off putting.
1: So sure. let me let me let me dial it back a bit. Let me dial it back. I love a success story. I mean if, if that that's why we do this show, right? We want to share our journey, share other people's stories and help people become successful. So I love to see a success story that I do. What I do not like is what seems to be just the proliferation of all these pseudo, you know. I don't even know what to how to call it, Sean. But the know,
0: Gary V's of the world, the, and the, 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 well, not not him specifically, not him specifically, but everyone, the who's, amateur yeah, Gary V. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You know, it's like everyone is 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 setting up their LLCs and and you know everyone's doing TikToks on how to tell you what to do you need like i don't even under i'm sure sh- i'm sure legal zoom business has gone through the roof by everybody trying to set up llc's uh but not but <laughs> they, not, they got
0: commercials now yeah might be like, I'm, got sh- budget. I'm sure they have because
1: you have you know every time you turn around someone is telling you you need to set up an llc you need to do this you need to do that and that's And then you feel like because you have an LLC or S Corp or any type of business entity that the journey is finished when it's not. And if we really want to get to it. You you can't you can't LLC your way out of centuries of systematic uh, structures that's set up to uh, help slow down your progress. Right. Like it takes more than just doing that. Right. So. Props if you do it. I'm I'm not here to say don't do it, but it's just so so many of that talk around it, and it, and it's really just a lot of noise. You know, um, I feel like I'm like the old man on the lawn with his cane waving at the young entrepreneurs <laughs> again. I <laughs> mean, look, that noise does get annoying.
0: Like get that noise off my yard. I get it. Right. Like, I I'm here for the progress and seeing like you know steps that I can admirably watch and and emulate but I don't need to see you and your team posted at a dinner getting this money every week, <laughs> but I don't know what y'all but, business is. Like I'm good. I'm
1: I'm sad. Right. I feel like I'm just sad of like the ultimate hater right now. I'm good. I'm good though. <laughs>
0: um, nah, I think, I think that's accurate. I think most people, I mean, i not say most, because if you're not in the business world and you just see it, you may just like, like it and move on. But I think people who kind of do it day to day and do it, um, know what it is and kind of get turned off by that i
1: think yeah and because it is like it is inspirational to some it is aspirational you know to a lot i will i i can't be dismissive of that that i think you know i see it i i know the community that i came up from and and my peers and friends who i still you know associate with who are still in that environment and you know they'll send me stuff and it's kind of a catch 22 right they'll send me these tiktoks of you know, these personalities who give them 20-second business advice that's supposed to make them multimillionaires. Um, and it, it goes in line with that hustle culture energy. Like, if you're not doing this, you need to be doing this while you sleep. You need to be doing that. You, you need to be making money while you sleep. And it, it's very, um, I don't know. It's just something about it that when it gets into that realm that I don't really totally agree with you know
0: yeah I, I get it I totally agree yeah it's 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 it becomes more of a caricature than an actual culture
1: I think right right and then I think it's also hmm well how do you how do you how do you reconcile that reconcile that with the the hustle culture being it, it's like it's also a, it's anti
0: nine to five lifestyle what uh I think for most people, right, uh, maybe not most people, just most people I I deal with, I interact with, there's a lot of times where you're doing both at the same time. Like your 9 to 5 is either funding your side business or is supplementing it in some way where you're able to, you know, work on that because of your 9 to 5. And if that 9 to 5 went away, you wouldn't have the capacity. You may have more free time, but you may not have the financial capacity to work on that business. So I don't understand it, (laughs) to answer your question, because it feels like a lot of... Most of us, most of us that I know in my circle, not speaking for the world, but Uh most of us, we need that nine to five to at least get started. Right. So I don't get it.
1: Right. Like there needs to be some capital from somewhere. And I think that's what a lot of people who jump into it feel like, hey, well, if I just set up this business entity and I go into business, I'm going to be grossing, you know, six figures in revenue out the gate and there still needs to be a way to fund this business right
0: um but it'll Ooh, even if you are what are you what are you netting out the gate because that's what right. people aren't thinking
1: so oh you talking spicy now now you're talking net it's in revenue i
0: don't know that's that's just controversial it's uh, i know
1: right? but it, it's real right it's it's definitely real like i don't know somewhere along the line you know the having Even if you have a hustle, extreme hustle culture mentality where it's like, I got to grind 24-7, it's like, well, somewhere along the line, they started to becoming becoming a group of hustle culture, culturalists, is that even a word, who, uh, you know, started looking down on people with nine to fives. But I guess that's also correlates to the whole energy of being your own
0: boss. Now, did Dame Dash start this? Is that are we blaming you him don't, for this? I don't because, because <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. At the time, I mean, even now, I understand. I still understand what he meant, and and we may be talking over people's heads. I do not know the Breakfast Club interview we were referring to, but uh. he basically told the, the hosts that they have a boss, so they're not like him. He's his own boss, yeah. <laughs> so it was very much to what we're talking about. Right, um, right, right, right. But it's... but you know, I I get where he's coming from in terms of like how we said earlier, everything we said, picking your own projects, yeah. not. Being having to work for your for anybody else working for yourself and your own equity, so I understand where it's coming
1: from. You know, it's funny. I didn't even think about that, but now that you mention it, you know, I remember that that Dame Dash interview, right? Now, people were already on that be your own boss wave before the Dame Dash interview on the Breakfast Club. Mm -hmm. But I will say, now that I think about it, when he did that interview, that's probably when that be your own boss energy amongst a lot of people was like at a fever pitch like everybody in a mama was talking about being their own boss i i do remember that because that that interview was very polarizing you had other people's like yeah he's right and then other people's like what <laughs> what is he talking about <laughs> yeah they
0: were in both ends of the spectrum right
1: i remember that now but i wouldn't i i wouldn't Put that on Mr. Dash, I wouldn't put that on Mr. Damon Dash because, uh, even though he represents what a lot of people may have been feeling in regards to that, uh, that energy was out there for a long time, uh, for a long time before that. And to me, it's just kind of like, well, you know, we're getting caught up with titles and bosses and workers and all of that stuff, but you know, for me, it was like, well, some people just want to work. And collect the check and go home and there's nothing wrong with that there's there's nothing i don't understand what was wrong with that for people that chose to do that it it, it just became like a little bit of a divide well that and you ain't no boss dude. I, it, it just became crazy to me to see those type of conversations happen
0: yeah i mean we can't it sounds cliche i guess but we can't all be bosses <laughs> right somebody's gotta do something listen so. we're
1: gonna really talk about it we can, not only can we not all be bosses you have a lot of people who think they're bosses and the evidence show that they're not right like based off their own track record right yeah it's that's just a great like yeah. it just they' they're usually caught up with it I just want to be my own boss because to them it means
0: not having to answer to anybody right
1: There's and that's
0: the motivation is just not having to answer anybody but again go we'll bring it all back. If you're really doing your job, you're, you're running your business properly, excuse mm-hmm. me, you are answering to several people, at least, if not just your client, right? Right. So.
1: Right. So, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's very interesting. But that's where we're at. That's the hustle culture. Uh, for me, you know, it's, I'm, I'm more, nowadays, I'm more about balance, you know, uh, as best as I can, that works for me. You know, there's, there's a, I know my busy seasons my busy seasons for me is spring and fall. That's when I'm usually the busiest with like clients and prepping and and all of that type of stuff. Then the summer, the summer towards the summer and then the end of fall leading into the winter is when things start. So it's like, it, it alternates, right? Summer, locked in, busy, busier, summer, tapers off a bit you know I can recalibrate refocus on things operational things just get things in order to clean up where I need to be prep for the next season fall picks up again and then as we're getting into the winter kind of tapers off towards the end of the year and that's usually uh you know like my cycle that's my balance that's the balance that usually works for me and everyone you know everyone has different flows how do how do you usually flow with your balance John
0: um, you know what? It's, it's sticking to the schedule, which I, there's not, it changes so frequently and it depends on what you're working on. Right. So let's mm-hmm. stick into whatever that calendar is, whatever mm-hmm. that list is, whatever that schedule is, and kind of like using that as your North star. Mm-hmm. That's the best method for me is always referring to that and keeping that as just my frame of reference on what I'm going through for the week or the month. You know? Okay. Okay.
1: Fair enough. One, one thing I will say is also my North star. Uh, my body my body i i listen to my body you know uh maybe i don't always do what my body tells me but my body lets me know when i have too much going on my body lets me know when i need to rest um and i'm very appreciative that i am in tune with my body like that where you know everybody may not have that relationship with their body but my body lets me know. It's not just me feeling lazy and saying I'm tired, I don't want to do it. My body will be like, you're done today. You're, you're you're done. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I don't fight it because it goes back to what we were saying about sleep and the recharge and then making sure that you're fresh for whatever you're doing. You know, I will say for me, I definitely, I love ambition. I love to see people who are ambitious and trying to achieve their goals and, you know, have dreams. We should all, you know... I'm I'm big on people having dreams and and trying to achieve those dreams, right? Uh, and having goals, whether it's in your business, whether it's in just a professional career, you know, you know, I'm I'm really big on that and support people that do it. I think for me, it's always I'm always be, try to be mindful of making sure that you're not sacrificing the other things in life to achieve these things, you know, and not to get yeah. all, not to get all spiritual, right? But it's just you know at what cost right be ambitious and am, ambitious but not at not at the cost of your health right not at the cost of you know um, i don't know stunting on strangers on social media who aren't even giving you business anyway you know what i mean and that that's kind of where i draw the line at. It's like you know be, be be on your grind definitely be on your grind but just be mindful of the balance and the health and uh all those other elements we call it the uh the simpler things in life along the way all right so that's a wrap on this week's episode we hope you enjoyed our discussion and thoughts around this topic hopefully it provided you with some value as you navigate through your business journey and personal life as always if you have a question you would like us to answer on the show shoot us a message on any of our social media channels or an email at questions at businessglideshow.com also don't forget to subscribe and share on spotify and itunes see you again soon in the meantime Keep
0: grinding. The Business Grind is for entertainment purposes. Opinions expressed are those solely of the host and guests. Please consult with a professional and exercise discretion before engaging in any business endeavors. I'm out here on the grind. Grind.
1: I'm out here on the grind.